Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, all right. Marathon day, marathon day. If you're if you're here and you're moving over from the Peter Overzet channel, blame him. That's why I'm running late. Pretty much everything is Overzet's fault, I think. Yeah, in the streaming space, that's who that's who we can blame. But thank you, thank you for joining me. I'm super excited. Last week in our our inaugural, our first Discord Spike Week Discord draft review, I thought it was incredibly insightful you guys posted some awesome drafts for us to walk through um for me to kind of provide some feedback for some folks in the chat to provide some feedback for um and i think it was in it was maybe even better than i thought it was going to be in terms of like how much i learned i hopefully that you guys hopefully you guys learned a little bit from some of these teams too, but seeing how other people construct their teams, seeing like maybe the decisions that they made, whether it be, you know, just adding another running back or adding another wide receiver or, you know, correlation late round picks where they invest their draft capital and and seeing kind of, you know, we definitely see people like to post their good teams, teams that they think are good um, and seeing kind of some of the other stacked squads that are out there. I think is super, super, super interesting and super, super insightful. So let's just get right down into it, right? Let's just, let's just get right down into it. Let me share, share. I'm just going to do kind of what I did last week and share the discord uh, and we can start to walk, walk through these. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom. Maybe somebody else remembers I apologize. I'm going to start from the bottom and work and work my way up. I said I was going to, we didn't get everybody in last week. There was a handful that that didn't get in last week. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember which one was, was where I was supposed to start at. So we are uh, just going to start from the bottom and hopefully get our way all the way back to where we left off last week. Let's start with this brazy team. I think you said puppy three, maybe. Two, got a little two four ten two action with Lamar. Really, not, Lamar's been kind of dropping. You know, Lamar's been kind of dropping, which I think is interesting. Maybe warranted. Um, I don't really know that that much has changed for him. But obviously, Rashad Bateman being out and Hollywood like not practicing, and then Mark Andrews, excuse me, and then Mark Andrews having insane cramping uh, and dehydration going on. That's not particularly good for Lamar. So. Um, I think seeing him fall is fairly reasonable to the back of that kind of elite tier. But I think it thought that also means, as we see in the screenshot, it's a good time to to kind of take advantage, to take advantage of that. You do, and you so we have Lamar stacked with Sammy Watkins, which I also think makes a ton of sense right right now, right? Um, it's possible that he's the number that he's the number one. Uh pass catcher in that offense, which is kind of sickening to think about, but such is life. Went with the hyper-fragile team. I love these kinds of hyper-fragile teams personally with the two elite 
running backs, Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. You're just banking their scores every single week. You mix in kind of a guy with some standalone value and contingent upside. And then Geo, you know, if you scoop Geo, well, basically any time before the last like three or four days, you're probably feeling pretty good about uh, about Geo. His value has kind of been going through the roof, and I think right, I think rightfully so. I think he was pretty undervalued, and I think he also makes a ton of sense in a, a team like this where you know, you're just banking on Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler staying healthy. Healthy, maybe James Conner takes on a little bit more of a role. You just want another guy with a bankable role all year. Makes a ton of sense. Um, so then you have Fitzpatrick. I really, really like Fitzpatrick. If you listen to, I think it was on the ship chasing show that, uh, Sean Siegel talked about. He has Fitzpatrick as a top 10 quarterback, I believe. Um, and I think it makes a ton of sense. I'm also really bullish. I I'm just bullish on Washington, really, really bullish on the, on the Washington football team. And so, uh, I think Fitz is like also like crazy undervalued, you know, in the dream scenario, you would have Fitz with, uh, you know, McLaurin and or, or Logan Thomas, but Curtis Samuel, you're by, you know, Curtis Samuel also totally high upside guy. And then you get Diami on there too. I love, ha- I love having uh Oh, perfect. Look at this. You guys are, you guys rock boots on eight seventeen. All right. So after that, I'm gonna hop back to boots and we'll be able to see how much has changed. That'll be actually maybe the most interesting part is seeing how much has changed. Anyway, uh, this is a good team. I like this team. It's like really nice to see you guys having these like really awesome, well-built teams. I mean, even like your this is how you this is how you do the late rounds in a in a, a hyper fragile team. I mean, this is just awesome, right? Rondale, high upside middle round guy. Sammy Watkins isn't necessarily the epitome of you know a super high upside late round guy, but you have Lamar. Perfect, perfect pick there. And then you just attach, you know, attach these these high upside young guys, Diami, DPJ. Eskridge you know, use and use the uh, Higby equity that you spent there at tight end to only go to my screen is not a cop wait crop cooperating with me. All right. What do we say? Boots boots on eight seventeen. Let's see. Oh, okay. Good. Nice. That's ant. Boots on 817. OG Puppy. Oh, man. So this is a real old one. This will be interesting. The original Puppy draft here. 2682. Oh, no. Oh, no. Travis Etienne. <clears throat> That's funny. But this is a really well-built zero RB team, and you and you obviously got Henderson. So maybe you know the fact that you hit on Henderson missed on Etienne. Maybe maybe we'll find out that the Etienne injury is not that big of a deal, and um, you know the fact that you landed Henderson on this zero RB team. I mean, even like think about Drake is more expensive now than he was. Geo, we just talked about Geo, great pick on this team. Obviously, my guy Darrington, Ty Johnson also was a you know, borderline free back then so you just have a really nice combination like i mean look at that think about that the power of a of a zero running back team is now you hit henderson you really only need you know it's unfortunate that you don't have etn but you just need drake geo evans and johnson to get you by with henderson filling that rb1 spot and you're so good at these other positions i mean you're just loaded right you have hawkinson elite tight end i just smash wide receivers Right, this is obviously old Devonte ADP, which is beautiful that you get him and him and Nuke, and you get old Rogers ADP. Uh, my only like constructive criticism, I don't love the staff like double dipping Stafford, Stafford Rogers there. I just would now. Now it's easy to say, uh, you know, now that, that the thing is you got Rogers at a steep discount from what he is right now. My personal preference, and I, you know, this is just me. I like to, I actually kind of do like Stafford and Rogers, like dare I say in a vacuum, um, if I'm going to draft a pocket passer, I will actually draft a Stafford or a Rogers as a pocket passer. But if I'm going to do that, I kind of like to pair them with a guy, like Stafford and Rogers can't be the QB one or even like the QB three. Rogers was the QB five last year. I think he threw for like 50 touchdowns. He's the QB five. So like, these guys are both pretty good. I personally like to dip into the the little bit more upside bets. 
when I take one of them. However, you know, you have them, you have them stacked. This is a really, this is a really good team. Hopefully ETN's okay. Really good team. All right. I don't I never know how to say this. Crees, cries, cries. I assume cries. Make fun of me if I'm saying it wrong. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, another zero running back with Henderson. Unfortunately, a zero running back with Latavius. It's really funny to look back at these. You guys are not the only ones, I promise, with uh, you know, some of these unfortunate turn of events of the last 24 hours with injuries and uh, potential cuts. We talked about uh, actually a little bit on the stream just right before this with Peter. I think, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not happy uh, you know as i am fairly heavily invested into into latavius and um you know this isn't the scenario we were hoping for with him potentially just getting flat out beat out by tony jones jr but uh, there are still outs <clears throat> a that it's not a confirmed fact that tony jones jr has beat him out that is just probably where this is heading we think if we're you know if we're making bets that's probably where this is heading um you know if he stays on the team and he's the number three behind those guys, we're probably in trouble. <laughs> I wouldn't say probably. We're, we're definitely in trouble with Latavius shares. But I think what's more likely if he if he doesn't win that second job is that he just gets cut. They save the money, um, gives him a little bit of financial freedom, and they just let Latavius walk, which in turn means I think he's gonna he'll definitely get picked up by somebody. And he might be dust. But exactly what Willis said here is he has a path to, if he were to get cut, he has a path to the Leonard Fournette thing from last year where he, where he ends up in a situation that's even better for his value or, you know, at least on par, if not better for his value, if, say, he goes to the Rams. We just talked about ETN got hurt. Well, he could go to the Jags. He could go to the Chiefs. CH is hurt. Um you know, I, I'm not even necessarily betting on any of these situations, but there are places where Latavius, you know, as that veteran presence, right, that all these that all the football guys love, even if he's dust. Um, there's places where he, where he he can make sense. So I'm not writing off Latavius just yet. I'm not drafting him right now, <laughs> really, either. I had because I have more more than enough Latavius, but we're not dead. Your Latavius teams are not dead yet. I don't think. They might end up dead, but they're not dead yet. So anyway, love love me some AJ Dillon, Henderson, Latavius, Penny, Pirine, any nice zero RB. Obviously hitting, uh, obviously hitting Henderson, and I really like Dillon in this in this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think it seems the injury to CH isn't a big deal, but that's also again not confirmed and. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they don't end up, they don't like McKinnon or maybe Daryl Williams head injury is more. I mean, we just don't know, right? We're just at that point in the season where like, who knows? Maybe Latavius does go to the Chiefs. I don't, again, I'm not betting on that, but look at the Rams, right? Henderson's already, already hurt. And they just have these other two, two guys, a veteran like Latavius would make a lot of sense for the Rams. And that it's possible that would even be a spike to his fantasy value. So all right. Anyway, back to let me go back to this. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, nice. I like Twitter would not like the running backs, but I like the running backs. Diggs, Metcalf, so oh, baby. Love me a little. Diggs, Metcalf, CD, Higgins, Judy, Visca, Nicole, Christian Kirk. But in this, I mean, this is how you win zero RB, right? You you were able to detour for Josh Allen still have these absolute smash wide receivers. You know, you detoured around the, what, the ninth round for Tyler Higby and like, you know, included Jared Cook and Zach Ertz. And we're off to the races. Good team. Good team. Another excellent point. Now they just cut JV and Hawkins, right? while while I was talking to Peter they cut JV and Hawkins the Falcons did which is like not surprising or really even a, a, a big deal but we're talking about a backfield with Mike Davis Quadri Allison and what Cordero Patterson same thing and the Falcons would be totally fine for his you know it's not again it's not ideal I would rather him 
you know, I would rather him, you know, have a little bit of standalone value with the Saints and have the contingent value upside of the Saints. But like, you know, if we're talking about still somebody that can have some some good weeks for us in fantasy, there are some spots that he'll, that, that that'll be okay for Latavius. My Zoom is not cooperating here. Guess I should. Uh, there we go. All right. Oh, three RB teams. I love it when we get to look at the three running back teams. Another Lamar team. Darnold playing to my heartstrings with Darnold. Kamara, Saquon, Hendo. I like this, assuming this was not in, you know, Best Ball Mania, where I don't really like Henderson. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like three running back here. I really like three running back here. And I think I think this is pretty sick, actually. Uh, you know, if you're making the bet on Kamara, especially at that ninth pick overall, and then you get Saquon right at a discount because we're people are concerned on on uh, Saquon's health, early season role, whatever, and then you get Henderson, who's still to me one of the better values in all of the draft, and then you just use that to be able to just smash all these other positions. Right. You, and you get the elite, you get the elite tight end and you get the, you know, the elite quarterback with, and it's the Lamar Andrews thing. So this is pretty sexy. You know, your wide receivers are, dare I say, not very good, but you got 11 of them. And that's the point. That's the point of the three running back team. You still got, you know, Lockett, Juju, AB, Pittman, Parker, Manny, Beasley. I like, you know, built in a little bit of a secondary Bills stack there with the ancillary pieces that they have. Uh, and then, you know, Shepard, Campbell, Slayton, Jackson, just win, just win wide receiver through volume. It's nice. It's nice. Fun three, fun three running back team. All right. We got a draft Kings team. Let's look at the first half. Dublin back. Yeah. I, I, I will admit to having a little bit of a concern that he might've it might be over. He might've fallen off the cliff. He definitely does not look good in preseason in the fact that he's getting beaten out by someone who I'm not sold is really that good either in Tony Jones Jr. is definitely a concern for his uh, ability. However, before this, I would have, I would have agreed with you that he has, he at least has some useful traits as a runner, bigger back that can catch the ball, pass, protect all that good stuff. So there are some concerns. They're definitely real concerns, but, uh, that's okay. They're real. He's a running back. Such is life. All right, Dak Prescott, two, five, ten, three. Okay, so probably some early running back. Yeah, Ant, you gotta, you gotta rewind, baby. Gotta rewind. But let me know if you have any feedback. We can double back. <clears throat> um. So what we say? Two, five, ten, three. Um, it, the first thing I notice is with the three tight ends and you took Kyle Pitts. I don't, I, I would rather not take three tight ends with Kyle Pitts, but we'll see on the second screenshot of who your other tight ends are, but you got Dak, Dak to Gallup. I have a little bit of, you know, I think everyone would prefer the Dak and include CD or Amari or both, but, uh, I do have a little bit of just straight Dak to Gallup stacks. Maybe if you can include Pollard or you can include Jarwin or or even like go 20th round Cedric Wilson or something like that. I would like to do that. Um, but I don't want to, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to like be completely out on this crazy discounted Dak when I do have the stack option to Gallup available to me. Um, but I think you just need to be cognizant of what a ceiling outcome for Dak looks like as well for his pass catchers. But anyway, so we went Kamara Mixon, A-Rob, Higgins, uh, A-Rob, Pitts, Higgins, Dak, Debo, Gallup, Hollywood. This is nice. Love me some Fuller. And let's look at the – we got the got the Dolphins double stack. You did include Jarwin, which is nice. I would not take Dawson Knox here. I would not take Dawson Knox here. Everything else about this team is chef's kiss, but I would not take Dawson Knox. I would add on um, it could, it, either either or. 
at running back or wide receiver, basically best player available, but I wouldn't do best player available at tight end with Pitts. personal, personal preference. Another DK team. All right, let's take a look here. Dalvin at the 102. Nuke, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Julio. Okay, I like this. A little bit of uh, anchor running back, hero running back with a hero running back with AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard, James White. Nice. Chuba Evans. Very nice. I love the group of running backs that you put together in this build. Really nice mixture of those archetypes. See, we got any stacks. Dak. Again, Dak to Gallup. And he included Pollard. Back-to-back Dak Gallup teams with a backdoor second stack member. I like it. AJ Brown. What would... Uh... Let me scroll down here a little bit. Darnold, Terrace, DJ. Oh, baby. And now we're hedging. This is nice. Okay. So you got the 102 and you get Dalvin, right? We need Dalvin to, you know, air quotes, beat CMC. It's not really that that straightforward. But how are you beating the CMC team? Well, Dalvin smashes again. And you get a little cowboy stack. You smash wide receivers after that. Get the up, get, get the perfect blend of running backs around those those smash wide receivers and then you stack the Panthers passing game and you get all you got all three of those guys which I do think is a little more viable on DraftKings I don't really want to do that on the underdog even then I probably prefer to but I think it's okay to have all of them fun 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 team and you punted totally punted tight end but you punted tight end with the perfect archetype like if you're gonna totally punt Right. And take like tight ends with like your last three picks, which is basically what you did here. Like that. These are the guys take the high efficiency, high efficiency guys that can get there in, you know, a limited number of plays, a limited number of targets. And. Like have potential to break out. Right. If if, what what if Gronk is dust, OJ Howard can step into a much bigger role. We know that OJ Howard has some talent, even if he needs to start (laughs) staying on the field and showing it. Donald Parham, same thing. Like could take, could be kind of the late round breakout guy. Same thing for Mo Ali Cox, and they're like fairly high efficiency players. I lo- this is a really fun, well built team. You guys kill me because it's always these good teams. And uh... ooh, okay, single. So if you haven't noticed, and if you're drafting on DraftKings at all, um, they are they opened a single entry contest which is kind of interesting and unique, uh, a single entry contest for $100, the SPY, which is the same name of the $100 single entry on their DFS side. But it's a fun contest. It's it's filling up fairly quickly. Um, it's definitely going to fill. But let's take a look at a SPY team. Lots of DK teams here. All right, another DAC team. It seems as though uh, the Cowboys are a popular team here for us, eh? We zero, okay, zero running back. Tyreek, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Dak with a little Noah Fant, Godwin, Julio, Gallup. Got Tannehill with, so Doe, man. Dak, Pollard, C.D., Gallup, Tannehill, A.J.B., Julio, Evans, Oh, boy, Mark Ingram, huh? Times got tough in the 20th round. When you want, when you go zero RB, and it's a real... Eno Benjamin and Mark Ingram to close out the old draft. I like, I like Eno fine. I don't know if I could stomach Mark Ingram, but it seems you got... Uh, oh, yeah. Found out by round four or five, the room was insanely heavy, so I went... So I went to... Then that's what you should do, I think. People get scared... Because the running back, you know, oh, man, everybody took all the running backs through the first five rounds. Well, how do you use that against them? You beat them everywhere else and try to just capitalize on this variance at the running back position, right? Zeke goes down or David Montgomery goes down or you just limp, you just limp by 
for a little while, right? James White limps you by. Dalvin goes down. Chase Edmonds goes down. Maybe Mark Ingram is a thing. I mean, he started the last preseason game ahead of Lindsey and DJ. Maybe he helps limp you by early on in the season. I don't know, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think so too, Willis. It's interesting to have single entry contests. Um, you know, because you, you know, it's obviously smaller, so it's easier to take down. I believe it is. Someone is going to correct me. I believe top. I got to think about this. It's it's definitely at least top two, but I believe it's actually top three of your 12-team league advance. And then you're only in a six-man contest the next couple of weeks, next two weeks maybe, and top two of those six advance. And so like the the difficulty, you know, obviously you still have to have a good team, but the the, the difficulty level of continuing to advance is far lower. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, and then obviously the last week is much smaller, maybe 12 guys or something like that, 12 teams in the last week. So it's a really interesting structure. I think the single entry spin is kind of kind of cool. I think um, that's something that underdogs should consider as well. All righty, let's take a look at another DraftKings team. Lots of DK teams. You guys have uh, heeded some advice on how soft these rooms are. We love you, underdog, but uh, DraftKings is handing out free money. So it's hard to resist. Okay, I'm going to, here's the first thing I'm going to say is that I think people, too many people are doing the Vikings stack thing simply because of the ADP of Dalvin and Jefferson aligning. And I actually don't want, uh, I don't want Dalvin with Jefferson really in these tournaments. Um, I think like, you know, from a median perspective and from a, you know, maybe uh, in your 12 team league, it's really not ever going to come to hurt you. And I get the fact that you still correlated it with, with Kirk cousins, but I think Dalvin's ceiling outcome when we, when we get to those tournament weeks and Jefferson's and cousins are not correlate are not, you know, positively correlated. What you're going to need from Dalvin especially to beat the other Dalvin teams. Um, if he is in fact the winner, I don't think that also lends itself to Jefferson and probably also not to cousins being the guys that you want or need. So I'm a little out on the, the cousins Dalvin Jefferson thing. And I think what you'll all, what you'll also find is it's a lot more popular than you think it is. I mean, I know the Dalvin Jefferson pairing is fairly popular, but I think you'll find that people also included cousins in this structure more frequently than you would than you would imagine. So um, I think I think you're really fighting an uphill battle with this team. Um, but Cook, so Dalvin, Najee, let's see, let's see, you know, beyond that, which also doesn't mean that I'm like, look, I'm I'm wrong all the time. You included Irv. I do like including Irv. Like, let's just get a full smash. But again, fair bit of negative correlation at the top percentile outcomes of all those Vikings guys. But hey, maybe Thielen goes down and they smash the Packers in week in week seventeen, and I'm wrong. But two or three, five, nine, three. I do think the DraftKings thing is interesting. It gives you flexibility for these different structures with the twenty rounds. I don't have a real strong take on exactly how you should use those those extra those extra rounds but I do like these wide receivers with Jefferson Moore Judy Robbie so you have the Panthers thing set up let's see we got the we got the Viking stack let's see how we how we closed it out we did close out the Panthers stack and we closed out I think you have yeah and we closed out a Bronco stack so I do like that a lot I do like that a lot I think my personal preference would be to veer away from the Viking stack with this but I mean you got three Three pretty fun, pretty fun stacks. You built out still good, good wide receivers. You obviously have your your anchors in Dalvin and and Najee. Unfortunately, Latavius on this team. Unfortunately, Latavius. But you're, again, you're playing to my heartstrings. Colin Johnson, Geo, Rondale. I like it. Like I said, maybe maybe, maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit. 
but I, that's my person. Oh, here we here we got another single entry team. Let's look at what what the folks are competing against each other in the single entry contest. Lamar Hendo, definitely. You know, I like. You know, I'm gonna like the the Hendo Dylan. Get some Tyreek early. Strong, strong, strong wide receivers. I like getting. I think I like three tight ends with Gasicki because I like Gasicki. Like as a just a total upside play on the Dolphins offense, but I think he is going to be a lot more of a spike week player and, you know, not somebody you're necessarily, you know, feeling super, super confident. I like pairing him with Hunter Henry as a little bit more of a stable part of his particular offense. And then I also like attaching on another upside bet there at, at tight end. So this is pretty nice. I got to go back to what did we do? Lamar. Two, five, ten, three. Let's see what the running backs look like with five. Hendo, Dylan, Hines, White, and Pirine. Um, I think it's debatable upon whether you should have included. Hold on. Oh, Taysom was your second. Okay. Never mind. I was going to say whether you should include Taysom or another running back. But Taysom was your second. Um, even, even, I guess the same thing applies. Like, you know, I like DPJ, but I think it's just that the difference is that when you get to the 18, 19, 20th rounds structure matters, particularly as it pertains to the, the onesie positions. But when you, when, when your running backs and wide receivers are both fairly neutral in terms of the, the quality between the two of them, I think it's just kind of best player available. I'm not sure that LaMichael P Ryan is ever the best player available. So if we're sauce and teams, I have no idea how you landed on LaMichael P. Ryan. <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to make the team, but the structure is fine. Thoughts on low ADP stacking of flex players. Oh boy, we've had, if, if you've been in the Discord, we've had a lot of conversation about stacking players from the same team at the same position, and I am not a fan. <clears throat> I am not a fan. I think you're, you know, I, I, I can somewhat get it with Damian and James White because they're completely different roles. I still don't want to do it because I think in seasons where James White is kind of a, a, a big foundational piece of winning teams, it real like you really don't want Damian Harris on those teams. I understand that like the game script and how they both get there is very different, but I just don't think um, there are a lot of paths to wanting both of them when Damian is an eighth round pick or whatever. My personal take: some people have different, and I think that the Patriots are probably the closest discussion in terms of is it viable just because of the uniqueness of the early down role versus the passing down back role in their backfield. It's definitely the most unique of all the situations, but yeah, I wouldn't do it, <clears throat> but Najee anchor Edmonds, you know, kind of mixing in those middle round Edmonds Harris. See, that's what I, I do kind of think once you took Edmonds here, I, you can skip like, like you don't need Damian Harris. He's fine. I'm not even knocking the Harris pick. But once you took Najee and Edmonds, then taking Harris and White together, I feel like is a little bit much. You can take one of these two guys along with your Najee and Edmonds and then take a different running back, and you're probably in a better situation. Because you, you had basically started to play for floor here, right, between Harris and White trying to. You know, there's, there's also a myth of I'm trying to guarantee myself a good week from this backfield, which also doesn't have, it, it, it's uh, often when the offense stinks, you get no good weeks from either of them. And you're all, even when the offense does well, you're, you're not guaranteed good weeks from either of these guys could just be passing touchdowns to the wide receivers or cam could run it in. So I think it's a, it's a little bit of a myth on, you know, kind of guaranteeing yourself good weeks here. I think it has a lot more floor than people, a lot lower floor than people think, and uh, a lot more outcomes to being a total bust 
than people think, even though you think that you're like, logically, it seems like, oh, I'm just guaranteeing myself when it's a passing script, that's James White. And when it's a running script, it's Damian Harris. But I don't think that that's true. They also have Sony Michelle, who people don't want to uh, give any credence to, but Sony Michelle could come in and steal work from Harris or both of them, both of these guys. So there's a lot more paths to failure here. And particularly with this team, I don't think I would do it. Like if I could maybe be convinced, like in a true zero RB team, I could maybe be convinced in in that type of a structure. But I, I, I don't think you want to do that on this team. But the five, you know, total of five running backs, I think is is good on this team. Josh Allen to Cole Beasley. Sam Darnold, naked Sam Darnold. Yeah. So I just think, I think I would just make some swaps here, right? I I love Josh Allen. He's my probably my favorite quarterback, and I love Sam Darnold. He's my favorite late quarterback. You even got better value on Sam Darnold. And I overall, you know, this is kind of two five nine two structure, really wide receiver heavy anchor running back. Um, I like Tunyon and I like Irv Smith. They even correlate a little bit for week 17. Devontae Adams getting you a full-fledged bet on the Packers without having to dip your toes into Rodgers. I think you did a lot of really smart things here, uh, but just some minor tweaks I would personally make. Get a, Hopefully get a little bit, ideally a touch more correlation. If you can just get one of the guys with Darnold, I think you know sometimes you get backed into it, and that's just how it goes, which is probably what happened here. But the the uh, the. Patriots thing combined with, you know, only an Allen to Beasley stack and a naked Sam Darnold um, capture ceiling a little bit between those, the kind of combinations of those things. See what we got here. New, hold on. New to the community here, but greatly enjoyed learning best ball strategies on the videos. Thoughts on the back end jet stack? Oh, I'm gonna love the the backdoor jet stack. It's one of my faves. One of my faves, and I love the Titans stack. If I can get this, damn technology is hard sometimes. I guess Eckler and Ridley, CD, Julio, Hawkinson, Higgins, Chenault. A lot of really fun players here with Tannehill. Anchor running back with Drake is pretty. Nice. Waddle, Pittman, God, blessed Latavius. Latavius is burying us, guys. Killing us. We need we need a, a relevant Latavius. We need a relevant Latavius. And then but then yeah, I, so this is a great example of, you know, maybe your stack didn't come together perfect. How you were building it, you did get your nice Tannehill Julio stack. Maybe the stack didn't come together and you he did an awesome job. Evans is such a good bet on those stacks, by the way. Darrington is such a good bet on those stacks. But, like, you got a great – like, tons of great – it's a great structure. It's great specific player identification. I mean, I love every everything about this. And then you probably reached the point in this draft where the Crowder pick started to come, and you were like, crap, I got nothing. I got no, I got no potential stacks, really. Um, you might have had the Wentz thing, but maybe the Went, you know, maybe there's some more uncertainty on the Wentz thing. And I like Wilson better than Wentz anyway. And so you 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 gotta maintain that flexibility. And so, okay, let's take Crowder, let's take Wilson, get my stack down pat. And then you can even attach later, as you did, Ty Johnson, Keelan Cole, Denzel Mims, Tevin Coleman, Tyler Croft at tight end. You can take Tyler Croft at tight end. R.I.P. Chris Herndon, by the way. Man, that's brutal. Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon, Adam Troutman, Cam Akers, Michael Thomas, Travis Etienne. Maybe Marvin Jones. Trying to dodge some bullets, but we're getting hit. Getting hit by too many of these bullets. But this is good. This is nice. It's a great example of backdoor in a stack. I love it. And and still kept a really awesome structured team around it and kept, you know, picked the right archetypes of players, etc. Really nice. I agree, Ritters. We got to come up with a better phrase than backdooring. 
got to come up with a better one. I don't have the answer, but we got to come up with a better one. All right, underdog team from Hoagie. Hoagie, Trevor Lawrence, and Derek Carr. Three running back. Another great three running back, Swift Hendo. Oh, my gosh. And you got pick 48 and 49 at the 4-5 turn, Swift Henderson with CMC. So you took Je so you took CMC, Jefferson, I assume a tight end. Yeah. Oh, baby. CMC, Jefferson, and Waller. And then you got Swift Hendo, and you pushed it to a three running back team, which is really fun. Really, really fun. We got Lawrence to Marvin Jones and Colin Johnson stack. Love it. Derek Carr to Waller. Derek Carr to Waller. Ertz. And this is before the Ertz ADP. Skyrocket. Got the right kind of same thing as uh, we saw earlier. Man, this is a really good team. Uh, you know, you get beyond the the Waddles and the Marvins and, and such and Devontae's, I guess. And you get into Jacoby Myers. Bought Jacoby Myers. He's clearly risen. He's an awesome, he was an awesome pick for a long time. Hope everybody has their fair share of Jacoby Myers. And you get Diami, and you get KJ Hamler, and you get Colin Johnson, you get these young upside bets at the end. Again, it's awesome. Really, really good team. It's like really. It's like really it's preach tone Camden, not too fragile at all. Really nice. More Lamar teams, lots of Lamar, lots of Lamar going here. Lamar with the Saquon, Saquon JT start. I'm so here. I get too galaxy brained far too often, but I fear the Saquon JT start almost got a little overplayed we all saw that like how it's such you know these guys were very clearly first round picks you know top seven picks to start the year and now we can get them in the early second or whatever and we like i, I don't know maybe it's just me because i did it i've done it too maybe it's just me um james white darrington ty johnson nice good i like all those guys and back when darrington was not so expensive. Little value on Lamar, little value on Fields. What do we got? Get Comet. Yep, Fields to Comet. I got me some some Fields Comet. Again, lots of Diami here. You know, RIP Bateman, unfortunately. What was the Lamar? Lamar. Lamar to Hollywood. There we go. Another well-built team. 2592. Definitely a good structure, and I like a lot of those individual players. Yeah, we can have a we can have a question pivot. I haven't seen that. Do you guys have a link to something I can I can pull up something on Twitter actually? Um, Teddy, that would, if Teddy wins it, um, I think that would be fairly unfortunate for me because I have taken a little bit of Drew Lock. Trying to see. I don't see anything if you have a link to a to a, a tweet or something on Teddy. I haven't seen anyways, I see some people talking about it picking up steam. So it's certainly certainly possible. Um however yeah I, I so I was uh saying earlier with Peter Overzet that if if we knew, if there wasn't kind of this cloud of uncertainty around the Broncos, I kind of feel like we would definitely be drafting their quarterback. That's a fact. I think I probably have gotten bamboozled. Um, and I took Locke. I took some, I took a little bit of Drew Locke, and we might, those might be dust. It might be Teddy. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. But I think that the Broncos are like an awesome stack. The only reason that we like, they have Cortland Sutton uncertainty at one wide receiver spot. Like what is his health? What's his week one role? And what does he do to Jerry Judy? What does he do to KJ Hamler? What does he do to Noah Fant? And then you have uncertainty in the backfield with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. But like, 
from a macro perspective, I mean, this is like legitimately one of the more talented offenses in the NFL, really. I mean, that collection of talent is absurd. And so, like, I want the quarterback throwing to those guys. I want the quarterback that's going to be an offense that I think is probably going to score some points given the amount of talent that they have. Like, they're not that – this isn't that different from, like, let's call it the Panthers. The Panthers don't have a tight end, but they got three really good wide receivers and they have an awesome running back. And so I like to buy Sam Darnold because it's like it's really hard to fail. You have to be you have to be really bad. Uh, you have to be really bad to like truly struggle when you have elite weapons. And I think the Broncos' weapons are pretty darn good, assuming Sutton is back. Um, and so yeah, I think we can buy some Teddy. I think late round quarterback is a really really viable strategy. Whether it's my my favorite thing has always been do, using Darnold to pair with like Lance or Fields or something. And I like to use Darnold in general. Like I'll use Darnold as my second quarterback, even on like a DAC team or something. I just, I really like that, that type of construction, but the same logic applies to Teddy. Now, if, if Teddy has won the job, it applied to Locke before too. But if Teddy has won the job, I think the Broncos stack is a really good one. And Teddy runs a little bit. And if, if he just needs to, he just needs to play point guard with some awesome weapons, right? He just, he just needs to, not be totally incompetent and throw a few touchdowns. Last year, he actually he actually was usable. You know that they they did not throw for enough enough touchdowns, which is really what capped his his upside. But so now, if he can come in and he can actually score some touchdowns, maybe this year get a little bit of positive regression on 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 the touchdowns. I think Teddy can be a viable late round quarterback. Well, you can use him in the same vein as Darnold, a pairing with. Um, one of the rookies or, you know, I like to push my two QB builds. If you have like a, you know, like Lawrence and Teddy, I think is fine, you know, and you can absolutely use him in to, to punt off the position like Darnold, Teddy, Daniel Jones, or whatever, Zach Wilson. You know, I, I think there's a lot of fun things you can do with some of these late round quarterbacks. And I would now include Teddy in that. Like he's not an 18th round pick anymore. That's for, that is for sure. He's, he's probably ahead of the Darnold tier. However, you want to rank like the Zach Wilsons and Teddies and, and Darnolds, I think they're really usable. They're really usable players. I think this is awesome. I have used a little bit of Drew Locke, which was clearly dumb, but I've done the same thing. Um, using Teddy with these Broncos stacks, I think is really nice. I think it's really nice. So yeah, um, if I haven't made it clear, I'm in. I'm in on the Broncos' offense. I'm in on the Broncos' offense. Let's see what we got. I think we got a couple more. I'll try to try to hit a couple more. <clears throat> oh, we hit this one, didn't we? Yeah, this is we started here because I had to double back. Perfect. So we got one more. One more, and we'll wrap up. Herbert, I like I like capitalizing on the Herbert slide. Like I get, um, I hear a lot of people kind of talk about like, oh, there's reasons to to maybe not buy into Herbert main, maintaining what he did last year, and that that's I think that's totally fine. But we there's also a lot of upside in in Herbert. He's not a huge runner, but he runs a little. Uh, we're excited about their coaching staff. We're excited about their new OC. We're excited about. Um, Austin Eckler, we know how good Keenan is. Well, we're, the the hype has has trailed off a little bit on Mike Williams, but we were excited about Mike Williams. People are excited about Josh Palmer. It's like, how can we be excited for all of these guys and then say, oh yeah, but Justin Herbert's going to regress? Like, I don't think we wanted to do that either. You know, I'm not making a stand on Justin Herbert, but I actually think I don't have enough Justin Herbert and Chargers stacks, and so getting him. Soaking him up when he falls, I think, is a really good good strategy. I haven't been able to do it enough, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to get some more. Justin Herbert, actually, personally, just talked about Darnold. I mean, pick two hundred one. I know some people are out on Darnold, but yeah, I don't need to talk about Darnold anymore. Uh, robust running back Zeke Gibson, Ceh. Latavius, good thing you went robust because uh, you have Latavius as well as the rest of us. Um, here's what I would say: when you go robust like this, you took three running backs in the first three rounds. 
I kind of prefer only using three picks on, on running back. But even if you use a fourth, I kind of don't even think I would do it with Latavius. I would punt it off down late. And that's because you then took a middle round, you know, early to mid round pick on Justin Herbert. Again, it's I like Justin Herbert. I just talked about why I want to buy more Justin Herbert. And you got good value on Justin Herbert. But it's still a fairly early round pick. So now we have three early round running backs. You know, you use a 10th round pick on Noah Fant and an eighth round pick on Justin Herbert. And then you take, and then you take three tight ends, right? Again, I like Jared, including Jared Cook when you have Justin Herbert is totally fine. But the receivers are going to be pretty sketchy, pretty sketchy. So I think I would make Latavius a receiver. I think I would probably make Jared Cook a receiver, but at least if you made Latavius a receiver, you can, we, we can like, then, then, okay, we can uh, keep Cook, but I wouldn't be doing both. I, w- I don't think you can afford, I don't think your wide receivers can afford for you to only have nine, given the amount of early picks you spent elsewhere from wide receiver like you and i like these wide receivers like i i really like t higgins i really like robbie i really like Debo, mike williams i like and he obviously fits really well with this herbert and Corey davis you know i mean we're seeing that their Corey davis has some upside i just think you want more bullets in the chamber because it's you know i like mvs i really like mvs i just think you want some more bullets in the chamber given the fact that you spent you know three your first three picks were running back that's all. All right. I think that's it. I'm happy we were able to get to all of them today. Really happy we were able to get to all of them today. Um, tomorrow, happy hour. Tomorrow is happy hour. If you missed it last week, it was a lot of fun. 5 p.m. Eastern here on this Spike Week YouTube YouTube channel. Make sure to, to like this video and subscribe tomorrow. Do the same thing. All the same nonsense that every you know person that runs a stream tells you to do. Like, subscribe, smash the like button. But uh, tomorrow, happy hour. A little bit different of a show than you know grinding through rosters and talking about strategy and all that different stuff. We'll definitely talk about that. But it's a little more fun and relaxed. Like I said, if you missed it last last week. Um, I think you would I think you would enjoy. I think I think anyone in our community would enjoy. Until then, I'm gonna be grinding this this news to make sure I don't lose any more players to the Tony Jones Jr. movement or I don't lose any more players to Teddy Bridgewater starting. Keeping 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 on lock everything. Oh, that was a terrible choice of words. I guess Drew Lock is in my brain. But keeping everything locked down from a news perspective in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, go to spikeweek.com and click Discord. Really easy. Send you right to the Discord. We're talking all day, all the news, all the drafts, draft feedback, draft strategy, player evaluation, injury news, everything. Spikeweek.com. Till tomorrow, I'll catch you guys later.